Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. bit of a different tone i like it what do you think it's got anger sexiness yes all in one everything all in one that's why i'm wearing my dilf shirt (laughs) 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 this is is what goes through my mind yeah uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) guys project sapient We want to say thank you to all of our support, all of our listeners, thousands, tens of thousands around the world, man. This is fucking awesome. Please get on YouTube and subscribe. YouTube is still giving us shit. Uh, it's growing, but it's not nearly growing as much as the podcast is. But So please get on there. Help us out. Um, we want to thank our supporters, HavocJournal.com, JimJunkies.com, VectorShields.com, WellnessForWarriors.live, LiveBoston617.org, EagleEyeFirearmsMA.com, ODKit.com, GunTrack.app, and our new one, Lisa Hulay, Hulay-Law.com. She's an awesome attorney out of California. So, I mean, I know we have a very special article. Yeah, uh, so uh, today I decided, in, in keeping with the, uh, with the, uh, I guess, the, what we've been doing week, week after week, especially in June with PTSD Awareness uh, mm-hmm. Month, uh, I figured, why don't we do uh, one of my articles that I wrote uh, from Havoc Journal uh, back uh, June 7th of 2020. And pull it uh, out. Yeah. I called it, uh, I came back, but not really. I came back. Yeah. But not really. Exactly. And uh, I just want to add, actually, today, June 14th is the Army's birthday. June 14, 1775. Yeah. So that's when we're recording it. The, uh, um, but yeah, it's coming out next week. Yeah, not 1775. <laughs> uh, we're recording it today. Let's put the music back on. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we uh, it was uh, 246 years of awesomeness, fuckery with the U.S. Army. Yes, and uh, actually, quick story before we get into this one, it's actually pretty funny. Here we go. Exactly, I, because I got <laughs> I got to do my daily monologue. Otherwise, I'll be talking to the wall. But uh, <laughs> but here's here's the. Uh, uh, funny. So, so me and uh, the guys at work, we were just shooting the shit, talking, moving furniture out of our office because we're getting new carpets and I don't. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, yeah, fancy. Fancy. <laughs> but uh, but it, so one of the guys reminded me of you know this several years ago uh, when I showed up to uh, a sudden death, a Sierra Delta, and. Uh, yeah, I walk in and he's already there as a, as a patrolman, uh, you know, securing the scene, all that stuff. And, you know, I go take a look around. It's an older gentleman. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't an older gentleman. He uh, he died of a uh, uh, drug overdose. You can tell, too, the way the body was leaning back. He took a hit and like, like went back and, and, and just died. So <laughs> at some point while I was examining the body, um, you know, Dead bodies do weird things. Yes, they do. 
You're talking and like uh, there's 30 uh, things going through my mind. I know. I'm sure you can think of 22,000 things. Yeah. So all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> all of a sudden, a snot bubble started growing out of his nose, right? It was like as if he, he took a breath and is exhaling. <laughs> dude, I, I look at it and I grab, go for my gun. I'm like, dude, if he opens his eyes, I'm going to blow the fucking head he off. He opens his eyes. He's like. <sighs> exactly. Turns into fucking a walking dead. Exactly. So. Carl. Exactly. So, so we played this whole thing out like with when, with IA comes in for the investigation. Why did I shoot this guy? I'm in fucking drawn down on him. Like, so, so like yeah, my buddy was like, yeah, I can only imagine you at IA. Listen, sir, I just watched 28 Days Later and <laughs> la late last night in the dark and this guy did this and I shot him. <laughs> I'm still going to call you at like three o'clock in the morning tonight and go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dude, that, that was so that was my quick story. That was just something that it was. Uh, you know what bothers me with dead bodies? Yeah. When like the ME comes and they move it and like the bones start cracking. Well, and, well not the bones, but like, you know, the joints and everything. And Well, and that and the discharge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for our non-police listeners, non-military, uh, non non-first uh, responders, um, we do have a very dark sense of humor when it comes to these kinds of things because that's a way for us to kind of... I don't know. Release it? Release it. How so, can you not laugh about a snot coming out of well, a dead dude? Uh, listen, you're going to have a Karen or a Chad out there. Oh, my God, that's yeah, horrific. Exa exactly. Oh. You, you shouldn't talk about people like dead people like that. Like, relax, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all suck. Anyways. <laughs> Isn't so, it funny? Like, are you dealing with dead people, right? Like, when I was on, like, the motorcycle unit and shit, and we'd be like, hey, dude, if you die, what size are your boots? <laughs> you got a 12? Yeah. All right, cool. Ride safe, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do the same thing. Ride right? like, safe, man. On, on SWAT, like, hey, yeah, you die, I'm going to take your blue bolt for the same <laughs> yeah. you know, like, what, what number locker you got? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get all the right. article. All right, all right, I know we went way off course here, Squirrel. but it's all good. It's all good. That's the way we do it. So this article I wrote, again, uh, I wrote it specifically, I mean, June 7th, uh, 2020, uh, PT, uh, PTSD Awareness Month in the month of June. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we going right into it? Yeah, yeah, we're going right into it. So a lot of craziness out there in the world, um, and I thought I'd actually share uh, some of my experiences uh, on on paper. So now I'm doing it on the, on the podcast. So, mm -hmm. uh, so many veterans are suffering every day. We see it all the time. Veterans across the country commit suicide every day. And I think the general number is 22 a day. Uh, the VA, the veterans affairs have come a long way, but still has a lot of work to do. Um, because PTSD is truly the invisible wound that no one sees. Um, a lot of veterans do a good job hiding it. That's the thing. We're all proud. We're all, you know, the, the alpha, we're all, sure you know, superheroes that, uh, that can't show weakness, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Um, veterans have a hard time reaching out. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent true because here's the thing, because of the many times the systems in place have failed us. I mean, look at the Vietnam war vets. Yeah. Like, fuck that. I mean, how many, how many in, in, in our job, how many Vietnam vets have we dealt with that were undiagnosed that have so many issues and that are very like, 
you know, suicidal, homicidal, like just they've got issues. They hit. It was the domino effect from when they came back. A lot of them homeless, fucking yeah. drug addicts. Like, yeah. it, it's it's ridiculous how because how bad it, these people were forgotten. Well, yeah, they were treated like shit. Yeah. you know, so so you know, it's it's catching up. It's caught up actually now, and and you know, there's just so many stories of veterans that just actually want to die, whether it's suicide by cop or by other means. Um, I know I said the video, but it's that same video where the cop um, that we posted gave the attaboy to who was a veteran himself and the other veteran was outside the VA, wanted to die suicide by cop. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, We we did it like a few episodes back, so if you guys want to go back or on HavocJournal.com, you go on my article, you can click that and it's the YouTube video. Uh, of that whole scene but this video was tough for me to watch i felt the pain in both of them they were both veterans you know and and one of them being a veteran and a cop um so a few years ago i had to deal with unstable veteran on the verge of suicide Uh, i didn't amount to the video but it could have gotten that way he was in my cruiser i took him to a local psych hospital to be admitted um he was a marine he saw his his fair share in combat in, in afghanistan his voice would break up here and there as he spilled a story to me. I had to keep strong for both of us because I saw the pain in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I've always hated seeing uh, fellow veterans suffer the way they do. In the end, we only have each other. So now we'll get into a little bit of my story. Uh, a couple of things I've you know dealt with out in Iraq. Um, my flight home from Iraq was uneventful. Well, I shouldn't say uneventful. There was plenty of drinking. <laughs> it was it was full of laughs. Tired soldiers who just wanted to get home. We landed in Dublin, uh, Ireland, for a quick uh, stop to refuel. The company exit. You know, we we all came out of the plane, stretch our legs, walk around the terminal. Bars were open, so understandably, we went and drank to oblivion. Yeah. Especially in the morning. It's like early morning in Ireland, and the bars are open. We're like, "Yep, we're coming." Yeah. What a nice stopover. Ooh, yeah. just happened to be in Dublin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so all I heard in the background, like, while we're drinking whatever, uh, glass break, and some <laughs> bartender yells out, fucking Americans. <laughs> like, I'll, that, like, I'll never forget that, you know. that <laughs> It made me chuckle a little because, you know, we got back to our flight and, and back home. Because I can only imagine what it was that he's, you know, what was going on over there when he yelled that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... So we landed over at uh, Fort Dix, New Jersey, um, and the what? What are you doing? Nothing. Just keep talking. Keep talking. Don't worry. Uh, okay. That's... Don't worry. I'm just playing with something. Yeah. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Uh, okay. You just distracted me a little here. So Sorry. you landed in um, Dublin. You got shit faced. Yeah, got shit faced. Uh, so we got home and we landed at Fort Dix, New Jersey. Um, the cheering was louder than the plane engines itself. When we landed, we came to a stop and began to make our way to our assigned backs. I rested my head on the pillow bed. I couldn't sleep. Mm. It was the same of, uh, the same for the other soldiers. It all came flooding back. It had only been a couple months since I witnessed the last IED strike against one of our soldiers, Staff Sergeant Cal Worley, uh, who was KIA. Uh, November 6, 2005. That was during a, an operation, a uh, combat op that we did. And uh, Is that him? Yep, that's him. And then he died um, during that morning. Um, so the next morning, none of us were asleep, uh, obviously. We made our way to a briefing uh, 
to a briefing from a representative from the VA, and uh, we learned that we were going to be on base for two weeks to reacclimate to society, which is bullshit. They pointed out that we were not the same, which was, in fact, true. Everyone in the U.S. has moved on while we were stuck in time. So we were still essentially what they're saying is we're stuck in we were stuck in one type of setting, which is war, while the rest of the world was just revolved, like moving on. I again, I don't want to get all Jordan Peterson, but you know who Jordan Peterson is? No, the, the psychologist. He's a Canadian guy. He's fucking amazing. Oh, I've, okay. I've sent you a couple of YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah, that's right. Says that's it for right. what it is, but yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah. It's almost like they were setting you up for failure from oh, just yeah. the things they were telling you. Oh, yeah. No, but 100%. These hey, are- the world's moved on. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, right? And you're like a young kid. You just experienced fucking war and combat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think when, when I was 22 years old when when we came home and was, and younger. You had guys younger than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This is this is the best part, uh, another good part about it. And uh, The representative said that if we're having a tough time to let them know, then we learned that we would have to stay on base even longer if we had issues. If you had issues. Fuck that. Yeah. We all wanted to go home. So I thought, you know, I thought in my, I was like, wow, what a great incentive. Go home or stay on base. Huh? That's a big toss up. What, what, what do I want to do? You know, so yeah, I went, you're, to, you're on U.S. soil. Yeah, yeah. Let me stay here. Yeah. You know, fucking last place I want to be is on a military base. So I went to uh, the kiosk um, to talk to the VA rep and told him I'm good to go. And we walked out of the briefing and made our way back to the barracks. As we're walking uh, to the barracks, a loud boom went off. Ugh. And my heart rate skyrocketed. I scanned to the direction of the sound. It was a tractor trailer bouncing over speed bumps. Yeah. And you know when they made that, make that loud boom. Yeah, yeah. To me, it sounded like an explosion. Sure. So I, I, my heart was freaking going, you know, and and I'm like, holy shit. So I took a deep breath and said to myself, all clear. You know, like, hey. You know, it's, Still, you know, you're damaging your body at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. And your mind. Well, here, here's the thing. I mean. When I came home, my uh, my heart or my adrenal gland never turned off. Mm. I, w- I had a resting heart rate at 110 to 115. That was my resting heart rate because my adrenal gland did, never turned off. <sighs> and this is something I learned later on by, by my uh, primary care physician who had me see a heart doctor. And I had to get on medications to... To balance it out? Well, to sh- basically tell my adrenal gland, stop, da- stop, you know, to get it back regulated the way it should. Yeah. Um, so that was just a whole separate thing right there. So, you know, two weeks went by. We made it back home. I didn't tell my family I was coming home because I was just, you know, surprised them. And part of me didn't know how, if, if they would even show up if they knew where you know that i i got home yeah uh, which we know the whole story behind uh behind that um so i got a ride uh with one of my battle buddies uh he dropped me off at my house it was late in the evening knocked on the door was greeted with excitement my brothers and sisters ran up to me hugged me same with my parents after things settled down i grabbed my gear headed down to my old room um at my father's house uh he finished the basement so i had my own room down there uh, there was a full kitchen, full bathroom, living room in, <clears throat> in the basement, dining room, two bathrooms. So I, I basically lived in my own place. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I opened the door in my room. Nothing had changed, which I liked. I still, like, everything was still there. Yeah, I'm like that, too. Metallica posters, Pantera posters, banners. I had Bruce Lee posters everywhere. Everything looked the same. Not one thing was moved. Mm -hmm. I showered up, got myself ready for bed. I laid down. I couldn't sleep. Echoes of soldiers screaming rang in my head. Uh, various sounds from Iraq stayed with me. I sat up, went to the living room, turned on the TV, and sat on the couch. And before I knew it, it was morning. And I remember that 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 day because, or that night, I mean, um, I, I was almost doing that almost every night where I just couldn't fall asleep because there was so much, you know, I get noise. Like, so much noise. I just got home. I'm I'm like... Hyper vigilance is still there. Yep. You know, I, I hear a creak in my house and I jump up. Yep. You know, I want to see what it is. I want to attack, you know. So about two weeks went by and it was still the same. Hardly any sleep sitting in, my, in the living room watching TV trying to make the, pass, uh, the time pass. I took melatonin. That didn't work. I, I had some messed up dreams that forced me awake. Um. I remember one of my dreams, uh, it wasn't really, it, well, it's combat related. Um, me and my squad, we were running down a street in Iraq. Uh, explosion happens and everyone around me had no face, like, <laughs> you know, no face at all. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that, that freaked me out. You know, I still remember it vividly, you know, like, you know, still there in my head. Um, so one night, and my sister told me this because I don't even remember. Uh, my sister told me, uh, found me sitting up in my bed and staring into the, at the wall in front of me. Uh, my sister got my attention. We sat down on the couch and watched movies. I don't even remember that. You don't even remember the movies part. I don't. No, I don't remember Nothing. her. Like, yeah. hey, you know, come sit. You know, I, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. So I must have been really like you're. You were out in fucking left field. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Uh, yeah. I. You know. I. I didn't even remember any of that. And and it's like holy shit. So another couple of weeks go by. I could feel this rage inside me that I've been trying to keep contained, and it's been so difficult. My room, my the walls were full of holes. From the amount of times I had punched Punch, them. Yeah. I just had so much aggression. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. The army, you know, combat arms, you're when you're at war, that aggression is what saves you. You know, that aggression is what's helped you. Well, you're releasing you're, it exactly in theater. Exactly. Like. You're you're channeling it. But now I don't have anywhere to channel yep. channel it to. What, what am I ch going to channel it to? So I, you know, I, I I broke you know again holes in walls. I punched them. My anger then turned towards my family. Uh, my parents were useless and couldn't figure out why I was so angry. Which to me, I'm like, dude, I just gone back from war. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, there's something going on. And and I think that's where they were. They are so out of touch, and maybe a lot of families are the same way. So out of touch when their kids get back home from war. <laughs> Um, they don't know really what to do. You know what's strange to me about that? It's not to get too into your personal life, yeah. but the cultural aspect of it. You guys came from war. Yeah. You were raised in war. Your parents weren't young. No, no. They went through the Liberian Civil War and, right. then, uh, and then Lebanon. So do you think maybe it was a little bit of a denial thing for them? Oh, no, it was definitely denial. It was. Oh, yeah, no, it was definitely denial. Um, and... and it, you know, they, my parents, uh, you know, part, one of the conversations I had with them was, uh, you know, if you killed Muslims, uh, that's bad for you. You'll go to hell. I was like, really? They, they actually 
Yeah, they actually said that. I'm going to keep quiet. And oh, I flipped. Mm. I, I I flipped in ways that, yeah, all I saw was red. And the then fast forward, like the community uh, called me all sorts of names. A civilian friend of mine were no longer friends because, I mean, one of them um, – said to me man you've changed dude uh you know i wasn't that wild college kid going around on weekend banter banders you know benders i mean um i was reserved i didn't want to go to bars clubs or anywhere that had a lot of people i i just wanted to be alone and most of it i i got sick and tired of talking to civilians because of their bitching about trivial crap like really you're 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 mad because you didn't get the right fucking drink or, or whatever. You, you missed know? the fucking, uh, this episode yeah, on TV like, watching Lost. Yeah, you know, I fought with my wife because I'm trying to watch the football game and she asked me this. Right. And you're like, dude, really? Yeah. Fucking chill the fuck out. You know, so so I lost a lot of friends as, as a result and and which is fine because <laughs> I, 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 I kind of hear stories about them now and they're still like raging al- alcohol. Shitheads. Yeah, shitheads. The, yeah. They, they, they never changed. They never grew. You know, I, I had to grow. I, so that's one of like one of the things I like as you're talking about it is I didn't mind losing friends. No, I didn't because and I didn't mind me changing through my experiences and all that, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not going to change how you've changed, right? Life is life. The universe is the universe. It's going to yeah, change. You. It's it's done. The good thing is is that these people actually expose themselves. Yeah. Well, to me, they they actually showed their true colors. That's what I mean. Right. They showed their true colors, and you know what? Glad that you can fucking separate them. Yeah. Toss them away they weren't good for you no one of them uh i remember this when my when my son was first born one of them i still was in contact with and uh when we were living in dorchester um it was back in 08 um you know he can and i wouldn't see him that much purposely because i kind of kept my distance and and whatnot and and he wanted to come over and see my kid he showed up and he reeked of booze I nearly threw him out of my, you know, out of my condo. I was like, yeah, we're going to keep, the, like, in my head, I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to scare my kid because I'm holding right, my yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to keep this brief, and he's going to get the fuck out. And, dude, he went out. I fucking erased his number blocks. I'm like, dude, nah, I'm not bringing this into my Showed fucking up to house. your house fucking shit-faced. Oh, yeah. Yep. I fucking never forget that. Even my wife. To see your baby. Yeah. Yep. That, that, You're again, a better like man said, than me, dude. I would have thrown him out the fucking window. Well, that, well. I, I would have thrown him, but I had my baby. <laughs> right. You know, I was I was I was holding him. Um, so again, I'm not. I wasn't that wild, crazy kid. And and I remember going uh, meeting up with uh, one of my cousins. She, um, uh, me and her, uh, we used to work together uh, at a doctor's office. And I remember she saw me and she said, "You look like you've been through hell." And I didn't think because I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like I didn't really, but I guess the eyes, you know, the yeah, face, all yeah. that. Uh, uh, and I didn't realize, I, I realized I didn't like any of those labels. Whatever it made, whatever I was going through, real. You know, what do you so, mean you didn't like the labels? Well, you know, like you've been through hell, or or, or you know, you're a combat vet, you're a war vet, whatever. To me, at the time, um, it made it real. Like it really happened to me, so now I gotta face it. I got you. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I I didn't want to do that. So I ended up doing the wrong thing. <laughs> so that's where I was confused. I was like, you weren't you weren't facing it. I wasn't. Okay. I did the wrong thing and went right back to work and right back to college. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and that I should not have done at all. Yeah. 
And I sat taking phone calls, dealing with uh, patients, uh, insurance companies, whatever. One day I looked around and I said, nope, not me. You know, I ended up uh, taking the police exam and eventually became a cop because to me, that stuff was so trivial. Like, I, I just, I'm like, no, that's that's not me anymore. Yeah. Like, the, you know, something inside me woke up and uh, it took war to to kind of get him up. And, you know, whether it's the wolf, lion, fighter, whatever you want to call it, that dude in me woke up and now I'm seeking for something more. Yeah. You know, something beyond me. Um, it took me a really long time to uh, to face my demons. Um, there are days I still struggle from memories that come back uh, to me. Sometimes I think, holy fuck, it's been, you know, 20 years ago and, and it still feels like yesterday. Um, my VA therapist uh, says uh, that is very normal. Only recently I've taken my therapy seriously. Back when I wasn't, it was like, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it myself. And and one thing would lead to another. I'd drink heavily. And then when you drink heavily, you get even, you know, your memories get even worse. Right. Because, again, alcohol is a depressant. What is it going to do? It's going to bring all that bullshit that you have harbor harboring and hiding out to 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 the world. I want to I want to make a statement. Yeah. And, and tell me if I'm wrong from yeah. your experiences. I don't think I am from my experiences, but sometimes there's nothing wrong with dealing things yourself. Yeah. You can get a lot done. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's nothing wrong with reaching out and talking to someone. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. No, I I I agree. And uh, I think again it was because of the bad taste we got from the VA that initial, you know, that initial meeting, um, we were all like, what the fuck? And then yeah. I did try the VA after uh, on a couple of occasions, and it was such a fucking... Um, was it too clinical? No, not not clinical. Like, it was too labor-intensive for me just to make a fucking appointment. Oh, 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 like, oh, oh, like oh, oh. I got you, time, I got you. At the time, I'd have to call this number, which is in <laughs> Buffalo, New York... To fucking have them schedule me to see a doctor in Brockton. So one day this doctor had to cancel the appointment, and that message never got to the that uh, office in New York. So I end up showing up, and then two days later I get a letter saying that from you know the VA that my doctor canceled. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm done with this. Like, the problem with that shit was, dude. A lot of these processes yeah. were done by people that weren't veterans, that weren't combat veterans, yeah, no. that were, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like what we were talking about on the last episode with uh, with uh, Lisa Hewell. It's, yeah. it's like going to a therapist that has no idea what it's like to be a cop. Yeah. It's like going to a mechanic to fix your fucking fridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Y you know what I mean? Well, that's what you needed. You needed somebody who specializes in, in trauma and in PTSD right. trauma right. And, and, you know, traumatic brain injury. Like, you, you know, veterans struggle from a multitude of different things. Yeah. And you need specialists for each thing. You, you, can't, uh, you can't have a general practitioner deal with a combat vet. <laughs> you know, that's right. You, you just can't. It's, well, it's, not to say anything bad about the GP, right? Oh, no, but no, 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 no. The GP will do what they're trained to do. They'll yeah. look at everything abstractly yeah. in generality and be yeah. like, all right, well, here's some fucking antidepressants that'll probably do you worse. Yeah. You, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? They won't look at, I'm not saying all antidepressants yeah, are yeah. worse. Yeah. But they'll look at it with what they know. Well, th here's the thing like, when, when I went initially to the VA uh, way back, um, they, they just threw a rainbow amount of pills at me. Cocktail. Said, see, see what works. Try it. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, whoa, this, uh, this, uh, I mean, I didn't like it cause I felt like a zombie. 
Yeah. You know, because it was like, holy shit, are they like to me? All of a sudden, it turned into, are you trying to suppress who I am, or what? What are you trying to do? Numb me? Like, well, it's almost yeah. Know, they're trying to like, numb you, like you know, not to deal with whatever. I, I veg I you out. out. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I felt. I felt it was bad, so you know, I, I had to get off a lot of these meds just to be able to do my job as a cop, uh, because again, we need to be you know right on. All the time. So at first when, when I, so the therapist at first didn't work out, I ended up leaving. So then I stayed with, with the the psychiatrist and I thought, all right, well, let's, uh, let's try the med routine and, and see, see what, uh, you know, see what happens. So, but every time I look at those medications, I don't know if I'm sure other veterans feel the same way. They remind me that I never really came home. Right. You know, that's the thing. That's one thing that is always said to me is part of you is still in that war. There. There. The, that part of you will never come back. It's it's there. It's fighting forever. Um, you know, and I even told my family once, I said, listen, the kid you knew, he died when he went to war. Right. This is now who you have, you know, and you can't and, change it. No, you can't. There's, there's no way. I mean, I mean, I've heard and read studies where um, those who got like traumatic brain injury, where I got like a, a minor uh, traumatic brain injury from uh, from a freaking head-on collision, um, and uh, it 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 must have changed my personality because I I've read that. When the brain gets knocked so hard against the skull, sometimes your personality changes. Of course, it does because the chemicals are all freaking jumbled. Well, it's that, and just look at all the parts of the brain, dude. Yeah, yeah no, I, yeah, I, no, I totally understand. And and it's like there's so much more science coming out now uh, over the last few years uh, about that. Where, yeah, you know, you're never gonna be the same. It's just stuck with you, you know, and and. A lot of my uh, my friends who are cops and combat vets, I mean, they to them it's like a twofer, you know, trauma at work and tr- still trauma they're working on uh, from war. So so to us, it's like we're doing a double, exactly, you know, a double thing all getting the time. hit from both sides, both sides, and it's very important for us uh, to learn how to navigate that, right? I was saying to someone the other day, right, the. These lives that we live and lead and have led, it's a storm. Yeah. You can't deny the storm. No. You're in the ocean. Yeah. The only thing you can do is navigate the ship. Yeah. And you need to realize that you're the fucking captain of that boat. Yeah. You're going to be in the storm. The storm's not going away. No. It'll never go away for you, for me, for anybody. Yeah. Just navigate that shit. Yeah. And bring on the teammates and the crew that you think can help you fucking navigate. Yep. I mean, I'm talking to uh, uh, one of the, from, from Wellness for Warriors, they uh, referred a, uh, a veteran excuse me, who, uh, who's struggling. Mm. And just me and him talking, he feels so much better. Yeah. He, he was in a bad way, and now he's actually going through the process at the VA to get himself services and whatever else he yeah. needs. And and I said, hey man, listen, it, it's gonna be a struggle. It's not. It doesn't end now. You know what I mean? I was like, there are gonna be good days. There are gonna be bad days. It's just gonna happen. I wish there was a magic pill. Yeah, but there isn't. No, no. I mean, the brain is such a complex 
uh, organ um, in our heads that (laughs) freaking it's everything. (laughs) Just just think about like the brain, right? We're talking about the brain. Think about minor things that you go through in your life that affect you emotionally. Yeah. You know, the things that you think of from your family to your friends to your wife to your this and that. That can affect you tra- uh, traumatically, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That can affect you traumatically. Now, you're talking about bringing in major stuff psychologically mm-hmm. and physio- physiologically, too, getting hit, fucking uh, traumatic brain injury, yeah. all that stuff. Like, these things are all compounded. Yeah. That's why I mean the storm is always going to fucking be there. It is. And and uh, with, uh, like, the guy I'm talking to, <clears throat> his his thing, like all the other veterans who've survived are is, is survivor's guilt. I mean, that's another form yeah. of PTSD. Yeah. You know, why Why did he take a left and I take a right, yeah. but he got hit? Why and did I, mean, I survive? Ex- that happened exactly. Uh, we, we had a, a mission with another squad uh, in Iraq, and uh, Sergeant Allers was the one who got killed. Uh, but he, uh, so it was one of those forks on the road, and, you know, Go left or go right. You know, he said, "Oh, we'll we'll take left. You go right." Okay, you know, did our thing. Random decision. Random decision. It could could have been other way around. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. They get hit with the IED. You know, like not. I, I'll never forget. We were not even five minutes down the road where all of a sudden you hear the radios just screaming. Uh, you know. IED strike, nine-line medevac, you're hearing it all. Yeah, yeah. Now we're racing to back them up uh, in case for uh, of a further ambush. Uh, we secured the scene, and I remember, like, you know, doing so much shit. Again, my body went on autopilot. That's mm-hmm. kind of like you revert back to your training. You're in an intense situation, and you're pulling burned bodies out. You're, you're pulling injured soldiers out, uh, you know, you, you uh, land a Blackhawk helicopter and you help the flight crew load casualties and wounded soldiers on there so they can get them as quickly as possible to the uh, to the local, ho- uh, not local, the, the Army hospital on, on one of the big bases. But it it's like all that noise, though, right? And and then having that survivors get where it was like I'll never forget one of my one of the squad guys he he wasn't in the lead gun truck um my, one of my squad mates he just kind of was like you know what if that w- if we went left that would have been me yeah you know he because he was the lead gun truck and and again that's that's a form of survivor's guilt that started building you know and. When you come home after all that, that's all you're going to think about. Because, one, we never really got to grieve uh, at war. You do a quick memorial, and then... It's not grieving. You're, you're moving on. That that picture that you had of uh, Worley, that's that's the memorial. Uh, they, they did a quick memorial. And yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's what we got during the memorial. This That, that paper says a story on the inside and stuff like Thanks. that. Thanks. And, and it, it, it just, you do that... You're done in an hour. Now you're back out doing your missions, and, and that's it. So you you never had time to grieve. So all these soldiers that that came home never had that time, and if they did, uh, they it was way after the fact where they found their buddy's grave or whatever. Like I found Aller's grave in uh, in Arlington, which was really cool, and you know I I went and paid my respects to him that way uh, because I never knew where where they where these guys got buried. Um, and it took you that long. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea he was there. I just figured I'd look up because, you know, they have a massive database. Yeah. 
And I looked it up and sure shit. I'm like, oh shit, he, the, the, this is where he is. Worley is is buried back home at a state um, at a state uh, uh, national guard type cemetery uh, in his state. But uh, but it was one cool for me to find Allers. One, it was like, oh my god, you know, I actually found him and I left him a challenge coin and uh, and a couple other uh, trinkets. Uh, I don't know if you know the. Uh, the whole thing with the coins. I know a little bit about it. All right, so I'll go over it. Why the challenge coin first? Challenge coin is some is something deeper. Okay. Like to you know, it, it's. I'd never heard of a challenge coin being left. Yeah, it, to me, the challenge coin was not only was I there, but I literally held your hand. Gotcha. You know, okay. Putting you on the helicopter to me that it, it yeah. was more meaningful. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, so I'll, I'll let me type up really uh, coins. On graves. So there we go. All right. So the coins, each coin means something. So yeah, I don't know the specifics. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go over it real quick. All right. You leave a penny, it means you simply you visited. A nickel shows that you attended boot camp or training with the deceased. A dime shows. Yeah, that you served the same company, but in a different platoon. A quarter is a service member who was with the deceased when the person died. So to me, a, a challenge coin took it a step further. Next level. You know, a step further. Uh, so anytime for the non-military listeners, uh, you go to, you walk by a veteran's grave. If you see any coins, obviously you leave them there. There's a reason why they're there. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're pay respects. And, and I'm curious when I go down to see Allers, if that coin's still going to be there. It's a national cemetery, right? Yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure the people going there are, Uh, yeah, no, it's not where, yeah. I mean, there's pictures of, 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 of. You know, some really, um, uh, I shouldn't say high profile, but they must have done something amazing uh, where there's hundreds of coins. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right on them. So so that's the kind of history with, with the coin. So I, I left him a challenge coin um, and a quarter, actually. I did both, challenge coin and a quarter. Uh, what was on the challenge coin, if you don't mind me asking? It was actually a um, the, uh, our unit. Okay. Our unit coin. I, uh, I left because I had it with me and it was funny because I had it with me and, um, and it just so happened that I had it. And you were like, perfect. Yeah. This, this fits. Yeah. And I, I took it and I put it right on, right on the grave. So, so it's, it's again, you know, the survivor's guilt. Why? Because I, I remember between the both of them, me, I'm a you know, single guy. I didn't have any kids. They have little ones right. you know, to come home to, or they had little ones to come home to. Right. And now their kids grew Grew, uh, grow, uh, growing up without knowing who their fathers really were, yeah, because they were too young to have any memory. You know, it's, you're talking infants. So, so it's it's it's. I mean, uh, that stuff is real. You know, when it comes out, and and all that noise you hear is is. I mean, there are times where I'm sleeping. This is even more recently, where I woke up and I I said, oh, there's too much noise because whatever dream I'm having, it's like a lot going on. Right. And I'll end up staying up, you know? So I'll st- end up staying up and awake. And, you know, in the end, you know, the reason why, one of the main reasons why I wrote this is, you know, uh, fellow veterans, even law enforcement, first responders, go ask for help. Yeah. 
You know, we have great organizations out there like Wellness for Warriors, um, Save a Warriors, the new one. I'm actually getting in touch with them now and, and talking to them, see if they'll come on the podcast. Uh, there's so many out there um, that uh, that will help and they're free and, and confidential. Yep. Uh, cops, you know, law enforcement, if you don't want to go to your city's peer support, whatever, uh, because I get that thing too, because I get that feeling like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, go to the outside. Well, let me add to that. Even if you are going to your peer support units or doing any of that stuff, yeah. go to the outside too. It's not going to hurt. No, no. Because the outside is going to be people that, that know the job, that understand yeah. the job, that are human beings. Yeah. It's going to be people like you and I. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which we've done some of this stuff yeah. without giving up anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And we've helped people. Yeah. So it's not going to hurt. We're not going to look down on you. We've no. been through shit too. No. You know what I mean? No. That's the, that's the thing. And and actually, uh, um, Wellness for Warriors uh, sent me a quick uh, message. Um, I'll actually read it because it was, it was pretty cool. Again, you see that, right? I'm not going to name names or anything specific. Um, you know, he says... Um, Simon and I have been emailing back and forth a bunch. Of, a bunch. Honestly, I'm really glad I reached out and found your organization when I did. Thank you for everything. You awesome. Know, I mean, that's a win to me. To me, that's a win. Somebody like that. That's that's a one less suicide. Yeah. Right? That's one less uh, fallen. Uh, you know, officer that took his own life or a veteran that took his own life. Or it's one more that took a positive step. Yeah. As opposed to a backward step. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so so he. You know, so. We I we I ended up listing some of the um, you know the phone number for uh, the veteran crisis line. We'll add that to the um, to the show. Yeah, uh, that way people can can go over there and and you know the phone number. I'll, I'll say it is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and you press the number one. And that's the crisis hotline. That's the veteran crisis hotline, and it's free, anonymous, confidential resource, and it's available to anyone, even if you're not registered with the VA or enrolled with the VA. It's good. Call. All you got to do is tell me you're a veteran, yep. and that's it. That's all. That's and all again, you need to know. If you don't want to call, and if you don't want to call, call one of us. Call one of us. I mean, they even have uh, actually veteran crisis uh, text line. I mean, you can even text back and forth if you don't yeah. want to uh, uh, be on the phone with somebody. That, I mean, that's helped a lot. Yeah. Actually, well, the text message. Yeah, I think uh, I think for law enforcement, there is a couple text services mm -hmm. out there where you can reach out through text. There absolutely and, is. And it, it takes a little bit of that, you know, the the anxiety of talking to someone. Oh yeah. Call spade to spade. People have that anxiety. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, it is because you know I remember walking into the VA uh, the second time where I actually uh, took my therapy seriously. Um, I was. Nervous. Nervous, you yeah. know, because here sure. I am. I'm about to unload on this therapist, and she's probably going to hit the red button, and I'm going to be in a straitjacket. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> it's, I mean, we laugh about it because we can, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's true. How many times have you talked to somebody, and you're like, fuck, should I say this? Should I not? And yeah. the one thing that you realize by the end of it is that it's everything that you're saying that you've gone through, these people have heard. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, and that's what my therapist told me. It's said, "Listen, you're not saying anything I haven't heard." Ex exactly. You know? Not saying that there isn't unique circumstances yeah. and situations and yeah. feelings and 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 everything. There is, but like if you went in there 
And you were like, you know, I've had some experiences and now I want to become a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some issues. Some there. issues. He's going to be hitting that red. But you, that's about you, it. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. But that's about it. You're not going to surprise anybody. You're not going to, th- no. they're, they're not going to think you're fucking crazy. No, no. I mean, they, 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 especially, you know, if you navigate your way through the mental health system and you find somebody that specializes mm-hmm. PTSD, TBI, those, those are your money makers. You know, again, I'm not minimizing general therapists or anything like right. that, but like you, like you said, a, a, a general practice is not going to do orthopedic surgery. Exactly. <laughs> that, that takes a specialist. Yeah, you're not going to go to the mechanic to fix your fridge. Yeah, exactly. So so you need, you need again, this is something I learned through trial and error, you know, myself, uh, of, of why you need to actually see a, a specialist because a specialist has 10 times more. I mean, even with the specialist, she, the, I got hooked up with like, Horse therapy, you know, equine therapy, they called it, mm-hmm. you know, where you're hanging out with horses on a ranch. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was awesome. All these things that you wouldn't expect. No, no. And and it's 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 amazing that there's so many things out there because I just asked my therapist one day while we were talking, I'm like, hey, I have you ever heard of this equine therapy? And she, oh, yeah, there's a place, blah, blah, blah. I'll get you in touch if mm. you want to try it. I'm like, oh, all right. And, you know, I gave it a whirl and it was actually a cool experience. But see, you're navigating the waters. Yeah. You're not letting the storm throw your boat around. No, no. And I mean, and, you, know, and, you know what I mean? Well, and, and, and I mean, again, it's, there are going to be times where it's going to get rocky. Of course. I mean, no matter what, the, no matter how much you try, but, but again, though, you're given tools to help you mitigate that, whether it's breathing or, or thinking of something else or, or whatever, whatever exercises. I mean, it's like training. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. You got to train your mind. You, <laughs> exactly. you, you know, we, we, we as first responders and, and military, we, we train so much in physical fitness that we neglect mental fitness. And, and that is an organizational problem. You know, that, that is a fundamental problem in the organizations. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. And we're starting to see very minor change, and Project Sapient is bringing about a lot of that change. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, there's there's absolutely... Did you finish your whole article? Uh, Yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I got towards the end. So, yeah, we're good. Look, what you had been through, you've been through. That's the reality of it. Yeah. And you're navigating the ship, mm-hmm. and you're helping others. You're being part of that boat crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you you know full well that the storm is there. It's always going to be there. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. Even even these days when a tractor trailer goes off, I, I'm still like, sure. what the fuck? Of you course, know? dude. No matter what. And I'm sure it bleeds over into the policing yeah. aspect. It, yeah. it bleeds over into the law enforcement aspect. Yep. There's a lot of that shit, man. But we have the resources. We have the national hotlines. We have yeah. the wellness for warriors dot live. We yeah. have all that stuff. Yeah. You have your friends. I guarantee you guys, people listening that there's some people that you wouldn't expect that if you did call and say, Hey, you want to go out for a beer? I got to talk about something. They'd be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, exactly. I'm not right. saying everybody. I'm one of them, but, I but, mean, just but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and there's again, project sapient 2020 at gmail.com. We've had people reach out to us. Let, let me explain, like, people with, with this type of brotherhood that, that you have or sisterhood where, you know, uh, a little while back, um, it was like if it was our 15-year anniversary of being at war. And I made one phone call to my battalion commander. And because me and him, you know, been through a few things. And he flew up, no, no questions asked. Yeah. 
he just came up like absolutely i'm here and the rest <laughs> and the rest that wouldn't yeah. you know who they are oh no i knew i knew who to call and who <laughs> you know you know i thing is though a connection like that a combat experience a combat connection like that your brothers for life absolutely and that's it. like there's no question i mean i'm even closer to them than my own brothers you know. I get that. Believe me, yeah, I get that. Well, you that. know, even even in law enforcement, it's the same way. We have yeah. we have certain people, uh, certain guys and gals in, on our job that are straight fucking warriors. Yeah. And we connect with them. We've kicked in doors with them. And that is uh, a brotherhood all on its own right there. And for the flip side of that, play the devil's advocate, there's people on our job that you don't want to be anywhere fucking near. Oh, no. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm no, not I know. dogging anybody. No. I, I love all my brothers and sisters, but there's people on the job that are fucking dangerous. Yep. And that you wouldn't want to call for a fucking beer because they'll take that as an opportunity to take advantage of you. Yeah. 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 No, that's <laughs> so the truth. People I know that are listening to this have been like, oh, shit, there's people out there. He's saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are. No, there are. There's there's always opportunists, no matter what. Savages, dude. Yeah. No matter Savages. what. Savages. So, so today I... Uh, Today, again, because of, uh, I want to highlight the shirt I, I, I wore today, um, you know, it says, uh, not, not all wounds are visible. I actually got the shirt from uh, Till Valhalla, a great veteran company. Till Valhalla. Yeah, a great, great, great organization. A lot of their money uh, for their shirts and whatever else they sell, they send out. They actually make plaques for uh, soldiers that died overseas mm-hmm. and send them to the families. Really? Yeah. It's, here, it's, let me get you on there. Show, show the cool. shirt again. Oh, yeah. So there it is right here. And it's made by uh, Till Valhalla. And on the back, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Yeah, let me see the back. Bend down a little bit. PTSD awareness. PTSD awareness. In this family, no one fights alone. I just wanted to look at your butt. I'm sure. Been looking rather good. I've been doing a lot of squats. My my glutes are fucking tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, they are. <laughs> no, uh, man. Yeah, but but it's 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 re- you know it's real stuff and it's it's it is you know between law enforcement and and military guys and gals and it, like reach out. In the end, I mean, I think that's that's what I want to uh, give as as advice. Reach out. Reach the fuck out, man. You got brothers and sisters. We'll do anything for you. We have organizations. We'll just talk to you if you want. We're not going to push you off to just an organization. You want to fucking chat about the rain? Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, fucking reach out, dude. Mm -hmm. Live does so much for us. What was the other one that Lisa Hewell was telling him? um, uh, Save a Warrior. Save a Warrior. Out in California. Dude, there's all this shit. Enough. Enough of the bullshit. You guys aren't alone. We're not alone. We know that. ProjectSapien2020 at gmail.com. So what do you think, Ivan? No, we're good, man. Good show. Yeah, good show. Good article. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We want to thank our supporters, HavocJournal.com, GymJunkies.com, VectorShields.com, WellnessForWarriors.live, LiveBoston617.org, EagleEyeFirearmsMA.com, ODKit.com, GunTrack.app, and Hulay-Law.com. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay sapient.